All right, guys, financial resilience, day three. I'll probably start counting these episodes after a while because you're just you're just in it. But uh, right now, day three of this daily series. Thank you for joining us. And I know we had some messages from a few of you basically saying, I know I was, ex- I knew a Monday episode was coming and what I really wanted and needed was a Friday roundup. So when I turned it on and found that you guys were doing a daily show, it just, it meant a lot. And so I just want to let you know that, you know, it's obviously more work to kind of turn these around with less notice, but, um, we appreciate your feedback and the fact that it's having an impact and helping you where you are or may be is uh, hugely beneficial for us to know as we keep trying to lean into this for you. So, uh, with that in mind, to help me with this, I have my co-host Brad here with me today. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm doing, doing well. And, and yeah, to the point of, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback certainly. And, and I think like these, these, as you can hear, you, the audience can hear, these are conversations between me and Jonathan. You know, we are, you, you have really expected sincerity and honesty from us this entire time. And, you know, that is what we're trying to bring in real time. We're trying to provide a resource to this community who luckily we're all so much better prepared probably then, then I would say, you know, the average person and that puts us far ahead and, and we need to just continue to think we need to continue to look at the bright side, obviously, but understand there's reality here. And I think, you know, and I hope these conversations will bring value to you going forward. So yesterday, uh, on yesterday's show, we kind of addressed that this is now officially a bear market, and we kind of talked through what that might mean. We talked about it through the lens of, of market timing and, and just really encouraging our audience not to panic sell, recognizing that people that thought that their risk tolerance was 100% equities all the time, uh, or even some variation thereof, maybe a 60-40 bond split, whatever, like it had them quaking at the knees in some case, you know, they just realized their risk tolerance was not, um, what they thought it was when everything's great and has been great for years and years and years. It's okay to admit that out loud. You still can't afford to panic sell. The counterpoint to this is as the, as the market has now dropped and I, you know, Brad, you could probably help me out with some actual statistics here, but it's pretty shocking generally. And you may see it drop again and again, or you may see it go back up and then drop and then go back up and then drop. I mean, it's going to be very volatile. That's, that's essentially the point that I'm trying to make. There is going to be the perception that there are buying opportunities. And I, and I certainly believe that there are, I think that we're going to keep seeing that. I think that dollar cost averaging, making your normal contributions is a great idea. Generally, having said that, we are in rocky times and you need to make sure you get your order of operations right. Like you, it's not worth it to get a great deal if you're putting your family at risk. So Brad, I thought we could talk about emergency funds today. Yeah, I think that sounds great. And and to your point about, about understanding your risk tolerance, right? Like self-knowledge is really, really important. And if that's what you get out of this, that, okay, I was aggressive in great times. And I've realized, okay, I'm not sure that I could stomach that. Well, now is not the time to freak out, but when we get back to more rational times, all right, now you're armed with that self-knowledge. And I think, I think that's important. And also Jonathan, honestly, like I I think one of the, the upsides of, of this podcast from the very beginning is, is how different you and I are really. And like how we're coming from different perspectives. We have different stories. We're at different points in the financial independence journey. And, 
if we're going to talk about emergency funds, I think I think it'll actually be really interesting as we go along through through the next you know week, weeks, months, whatever it may be. Right? We have no idea. But us talking about like what we're doing on the ground, I think that will provide great value to the audience. And obviously, like I said, I'm in a different financial place than you are, and I think that will inform even this conversation about emergency funds. Yeah, it's it's interesting to to talk about that. I mean, when we say risk tolerance, this isn't just your psychology. It's your understanding of facts on the ground. You like everybody says, "Oh, when the when the downturn comes, there's buying opportunities," right? What isn't encompassed in that is that when a when a downturn comes, when a bear market comes and maybe a bear market headed toward a recession comes, the economy contracts. The economy contracts and sales are diminished. Income is lost. Jobs are lost. It's it's emotionally devastating. And your risk tolerance may be premised on the fact that, hey, while I'm earning great money and the market goes down, what I'm saving goes down 20 or 30%, that's fine. I'm just making great money, so I'll just keep adding to that. And now you're like, oh, wow, I thought my profession was recession-proof, or rather, I didn't even consider that. I didn't recognize the fact that my guaranteed income, what I was banking on for the next six months, and I was going to keep plowing money into stocks or whatever, that could go away. That job could go away. And it's kind of different depending on what the what the collapse was right now. I mean, you could say, you know, and then kind of thinking through your risk tolerance, like, is your job recession-proof? Are you, do you work in construction? And right now, like construction, jobs are drying up. New stuff isn't getting built as much. It's slowing down. Maybe not yet, but it might. Do you work in advertising? And marketing budgets are getting contracted right now as they're feeling the pinch and contracts that you had locked down are getting tightened up. Do you work in healthcare? <laughs> healthcare, there that is, a, and depending on the sector, I guess, if you're working in a dentist office at the moment, maybe that's even slowing down at the moment as people aren't doing more regular visits. But whereas if you work in a hospital, if you work as a nurse, like you're gonna have unlimited overtime right now. If you're an entrepreneur, that has had, you know, steady business and suddenly everybody is, is staying at home. Maybe you have a gym, maybe you have a pizzeria, maybe you have a restaurant and your restaurant for the first time, no matter how amazing it was, has been empty. Your risk tolerance is not about your psychological strength. It's about your understanding of facts on the ground. And now for the first time, you may understand that what, what you assumed would always be there just simply isn't the land is, sh is shifting around. And you're now recalculating what your risk tolerance is because of this new information. You didn't, that's, you know, I understand. You still can't panic sell, <laughs> I want to just say. But I, it's, it's, it's okay to now recalculate and say, wow. And Brad, that's, I think, why we've got to then first talk about this emergency fund and where it fits into the model. Yeah, and I think looking at the world as it is, understanding reality is is really a crucial aspect of success in life, right? Like things can change. You might have thought, to your point, that you were in a profession that was recession-proof. I don't think anybody has seen anything like this. And, and again, we have no idea how long this will extend. Hopefully it is for a short period of time, right? But even you talk about dental offices, you talk about dental offices and, and this one threw me for a loop. I was supposed to have a, a cleaning, a, a teeth cleaning tomorrow morning. And I got a call saying that the Virginia 
I, I don't know what it is, the Virginia Dental Association or whatever the, the board is, they literally shut down all the dental offices for routine cleanings. So it had to get pushed out two or three weeks in the future. I mean, that if you are a dental hygienist or a dentist, you think I'm pretty recession proof, right? And even that can change. So again, that's not doom and gloom. It's just, let's look at reality. And reality is we need to be resilient. And yeah, to your point, Jonathan, it does start with an emergency fund. And I think, you know, we've talked previously with uh, Big Earn about maybe the, the need or in his case, the not having the need for an emergency fund because you can have money in your securities and taxable investments that you could just sell. But, you know, looking at something like this, again, you have a risk tolerance, right? Is having money in the stock market and using that as your emergency fund, are you comfortable with that personally? And I think that's an open question for each individual to look at, obviously. But for me, and I've said this before as kind of a negative on the podcast throughout the years, is I'm maybe a little more conservative financially than I probably should have been. But it helps me sleep better at night. And, you know, now I'm in a situation where I've kind of lamented previously that I probably have too much cash on hand because of that conservatism. But now I've got you know, probably at least a year's worth of expenses and maybe more on hand, you know, in, in various accounts. And I feel very, very comfortable with that. And, you know, even still, we're now, obviously, we're not going to be spending as much, right? We're not going out, which is kind of, you know, it, it, it's horrible when we're looking at small businesses having having tough times. But on a personal level, our spending is going down. So our, our burn rate through that cash is going to go down. So, you know, there's positives and negatives of, of all this stuff. And I'm not trying to talk on a societal basis that that's a good thing because you know, almost assuredly it is not, but on a personal basis, our spending verifiably is going to go down for the next, you know, little bit. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, if you, In contrast, I guess to say, uh, and kind of, kind of to to lean on this a little bit here. So I have, um, I have upwards of six months of cash that that I have access to, and that that cash is sitting in a like a, it's an online bank account, a high yield uh, savings account. <laughs> Rates will probably go down a little bit, like, but when I checked, it was still around one point eight percent currently, uh, and that's with mine quick, small nod here. If nobody's heard about it, that's uh, I use personally use CIT bank and uh, we do have, we are an affiliate of theirs. So if you're interested in supporting the show and you need your money in a high yield savings account, you can uh, access that at chooseify.com slash CIT. But just to kind of put this in perspective, I am always the optimist, right? And, and I, I wanted to go back to the earlier conversation and, and I'm talking myself off the ledge and I'm talking you off the ledge, right? So I think this can, I hope that this does. Everybody on this call hopes that this will bounce back exceedingly fast. It'll bounce back shockingly fast. In fact, we're staying in our houses to speed this up, right? If you want to do right by the economy, if you want to give the small business owners the best chance at getting back on their feet quickly, the best thing that you can do is stay home. Throw an expletive in there for good measure. Stay home. It won't take much. We just got to slow the spread of this thing. And the best way we can do that is keeping the most vulnerable from getting sick, getting infected, overwhelming the healthcare system. Stay home. It's not for you. It's for them. And it's for the small business owners. Now, in the meantime, I believe 
again, I'm not telling you to believe this. I'm just saying I am wildly optimistic and, and hope isn't a strategy. So hear me on that, but I'm wildly optimistic that the market is going to bounce back ex- fast. You know, it doesn't really matter. This is not a prediction. I don't know, but I'm wildly optimistic. And I see the market going down, down, down. And I see that I have six months of saving. Oh my goodness. If I could get what I would have purchased a month or two ago, I can get it for 50% off, maybe even more. Holy crap. What a buying opportunity. <laughs> and other people are, are, are have fear right now, right? So Warren, what does Warren Buffett says? Be greedy when others are fearful. So my greed, I can feel it creeping into my lizard brain and every single, and now, because at this point, it's so ugly that there's no way you're going to panic sell. At least personally, I still see people saying that. I'm like, oh my goodness, but there's no way you're going to panic sell out so bad. But now each time it goes down, I'm like, I have a lot. I have a pretty good amount of cash here. I have my cash flow figured out for the next several months. Like, should I start spending that? And my definitive answer to you, if you, if that resonates with you and to myself is no, gosh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I guess you're saying to you reading between the lines there, the safety of having that emergency fund is now dramatically higher than it was, like you said, three weeks ago. The three weeks uh, ago, Jonathan would have purchased. So I know you said 50% you're talking about in the future and just wildly guessing. As of today, it's about 30%, somewhere around there, a little less probably. But you could get a 30% discount off of what you would have bought three or four weeks ago. And from 21 days ago would have dumped in a whole boatload of money, right? But you're saying now that emergency fund, the safety of that for you personally, and again, we don't give financial advice here. We talk about ourselves, but for you personally, you're not investing that you're keeping it for a little extra safety and security. Am I hearing you right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's accurate. And I would just say that there, and there are other people that are saying, well, there's some stocks are 80% individuals. We're talking about the market. You're absolutely right. Some individual stocks are 80% off right now. Like surely they'll come back up. (laughs) Well, maybe, but, but yes, that's it. I'm like, keep your greed, creep your greed at bay and do not touch your emergency fund. Cause we don't know. We just don't know where this goes. And if six months from now, Jonathan is wrong, my wildly misplaced optimism is totally wrong. And this is worse. You're going to be so glad you held on to that and you didn't let your greed get in the way. Having said that now, now you have more facts on the ground. You see what's coming. You see the market contracting. You understand the industry you're in. You're starting to get a sense for where this might go and you're steadily employed. Maybe you're employed by the state. You're employed by the government. You have an industry that it's just at this point, based on your, your current understanding, you're pretty, you're, you're pretty good from a cash flow perspective. Your job is still going to be there six months from now, eight months from now, based on facts as they lie. You've got your emergency fund in place and you feel really good about it. Those dollar cost averaging, making your contributions, buying it as the market goes down is incredibly appealing. And this is what I want you to understand. This is not Kramer. It's a buy. It's a buy. It's a buy. It's a know thyself, know the situation, understand your risk tolerance, have your emergency fund in place. And with the confidence of that, make smart decisions. And ones that regardless of what happens, I could be right. I could be wrong. The market could be back. The market could be 20 or 30% farther down. And either way, you're, you're happy with your choice. You're happy with how you followed your plan. 
All right, guys, tomorrow, let's talk about what we can do for our community. We'll see you next time.